In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Hey, guys. Uh, there is no no fun intro today. <laughs> uh, so sorry about that. So I just have to, <clears throat> I guess, get something off my chest, but also uh, I, I guess make, make an announcement. And you guys know, if, if you listen to this, if you're uh, an old listener or a new listener, how much this has meant to me, uh, you know, the last year and three or four months that I've been doing this. And uh, I don't really, it, it would be, it, it, it's hard to think about uh, not doing this. Uh, but sometimes there are things in your life that you have to face. And sometimes um, there are responsibilities that you have to, um, you have to uh, be there for. And I, I, as, as much as I, as much as I, I would like to keep doing this, I, I can't. And I've got to, um, tomorrow will be the last podcast. <laughs> um, and I don't. I would I I want to tell you as much as I can, but I don't know if I can at this point. Uh, 
April Fool's Day. Whoa! Oh my god, I got you guys so good. How many people knew? How many people knew? I bet a lot of people, I bet, a, you know what? I bet a lot of people knew because I'm known for kind of like dad jokes. So I bet they're like, oh, that douchebag Brian's going to do something, I bet. Let's tune in and see what this jagoff does. Well, I did it. It was pretty good, right? I was thinking about um, calling my parents and telling them that I was pregnant uh, by some kind of weird mishap of science. But then I was going to have to tell them to get on Skype to do that. And they were going to know it was like a setup. <sighs> but I thought that was pretty good, right? I almost got teary a little bit. Was that believable? I don't want to listen back, but I, I just... Tell me the truth. If there were podcast awards for best performance, would that even be would that even be one of the nominees? Please just consider other podcasts and consider what you just heard right there. I think that is really top-notch work. Um I am I'm unfortunately staying around. I do have to make one actual real announcement though. I was thinking this week and uh about the last year and I there's something I I do feel very bad about an apology I would like to make is that I would like to extend apologies um, to Jax Taylor. I have been so rough on this guy and he doesn't deserve it. He's actually a pretty good guy and he he told us he was a work in progress and I didn't believe him and it seems like he is. I've never met somebody that is already such a good dad a month before their kid is supposed to come. He's the self-proclaimed king of dads, and I think that's amazing, and I would like to apologize to Jax Taylor. He is my reality show star of the week. <laughs> April Fool's, you guys. Oh, I got you again. It is so good. It is so, No, but I, I do have a sickness in me, and uh, I want to tell you. No. Um, what are you, are, is anybody doing any good April Fool's jokes? Okay, here's one. Here's one. Okay, if you guys are dating somebody or you're married... You go home tonight, or if you're working on Zoom, you turn this, you take the Zoom off, go into the the bathroom sink, and just wet your eyes down, like you've been crying, you know, and uh, maybe like run some mascara down, and just say, "I've got to talk to you. I've got to talk to you now." And then you say, "You say, I've been cheating on you for the last year, and this is over. I don't want to be with you any longer." And then you let that sit for like a week, maybe two weeks. And I swear to God, do not say anything. You're going to be, you're going to be like, oh, I should tell him or her. And you're like, no, but don't because you guys will laugh so much harder. If you let it go for like a week or two, I'm telling you, this person will never be that surprised in their life. When you were like, there's nobody else. That was a, that was an April fool's day joke. And they'll be so confused why you waited two weeks. And that's why it's so good. Because at the heart of it, it doesn't actually make sense. Um, okay, welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I'm Ryan Bailey. It's Thursday. Let's go. Just one more time to the beat and you don't quit. It's that 
you guys, I'm still thinking about when I pranked you guys so hard a second ago. I mean, that is just, <laughs> that is, I mean, genius. I think that's going to go down in history. We're all going to be talking about that for uh, a long time to come. Okay, so day two of Jen Shaw, the Shawshank Redemption. Uh, so Jen Shaw, they had, a, they had a call in. This was insane, you guys. So they had a call in today to um so so how they're doing it because of covid everybody has to call in on this like skype line or something like that and i got the number for it so we could like anybody could call into this thing and a lot of bravo fans did i mean it is so crazy when you think about it um so (laughs) let me get the article this is from kate arthur um from variety the, uh, it's entitled Real Housewife star Jen Shaw's arraignment rescheduled due to Skype problems. And just so you know that there should be a little uh, asterisk there. Skype problems means Bravo fans. Uh, let me just preface this with, to say Wendy Williams was on this call. Wendy Williams dialed in. That's crazy. So uh, this article says it happened to everyone at some point in the past year. And on Wednesday, the arraignment of Jen Shaw of Bravo's The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City had to be rescheduled because every technical issue that could go wrong did. The hearing before United States District Judge Sidney H. Stein came one day after the news broke that Shaw had been charged and arrested for allegedly running a scam to defraud older people by selling lead lists for non-existent business opportunities. These are serious matters for Shaw, who faces up to 30 years in prison for these alleged crimes. But the attempted arraignment over Skype was a comedy of errors. So let me uh, jump here in here to say I woke up around 9 or something this morning, and I was already in like this DM Instagram thread with a lot of other Bravo uh, and, and just it, uh, good accounts, accounts that... It's like the, uh, by the way, maybe I'll sell my access to that, like Jen Shaw with her lead list. Maybe I'll sell access to my DM list. How about that? Try to throw me in prison. Try it. Um, So I woke up to them talking about this and I was like, wait, what? So one of these guys or one of them, they had the number that you could call in. But by the time I started calling in, it was already full or they had shut it off or something. But a lot of people were already in. So, okay, the article picks back up. The trouble began as it so often does when not everyone was muted. A toilet flushed and the court clerk asked everybody to mute except for the principals involved. Not everyone did. As participants waited for the arraignment to begin, echoes of what sounded like someone driving. Another person asking, do you watch Bravo? And yet another saying, this is so dumb, interrupted this. <laughs> Could, you ima- Could you imagine if all of a sudden you had... Oh, I'm trying to make... I can't make a damn fart noise with my mouth. But could you imagine if all of a sudden you're like, Whitney and Heather, bad weather. Uh, though the lawyer for Shaw's co-defendant, Stuart Smith, had no problem being on the call, as he stated more than once... Nor did Assistant U.S. Attorney Kirsten A. Fletcher, one of the prosecutors out of the Southern District of New York, from where the charges have been filed, Shaw's lawyer and Shaw herself had crippling technical problems that led to the rescheduling. That's a Shaw Squad problem. Could you imagine if she's like flipping out at Shaw Squad? Like, why am I not on this Skype call? First, Clayton Sims, Shaw's attorney, could not get off mute, leading Judge Stein to try to do tech support. Mr. Sims, can you hear me? The judge said in a near shout. Fletcher, the prosecutor, was able to reach Sims, who was out of the country, which he thought was causing the issues. 
but then somehow miraculously we were able to hear him and he apologized profusely. Because Shaw and Smith are entitled to public hearing, the judge was reluctant to ask everyone to sign off and back on or to try to switch to AT&T teleconferencing, which the court clerk kept saying would be better. <laughs> Shaw hung up and tried to reconnect but was unable to, perhaps because there were too many people on the call. Then Sims wanted to call Shaw on his phone and put her on speaker, but that just did not work. Quote, the IT aspects of this are, I don't know what they are, said the judge at this point, speaking for all of us. 45 minutes into the failed hearing, Stein rescheduled for Friday morning instead. Okay, so um, I have the dial-in number for Friday. I'm going to dial in. I'm going to try to record it for everybody. Uh, who knows if I'll get in? Who knows if they'll wise up by that point and realize it's going to be ambushed by Bravo lovers? I think there was like 250 people on that call, which is kind of low if you think about it, if you think about the fandom. And it almost worried me. I was like, why not a thousand? Is Utah not that popular of a franchise? It worried me, you know? Um, and also, will we see this on the show? Will this be part of the show? I'm like, there's so many questions. So. That's what's happening there. Um, if anybody has any information, please send it my way. I need to know the state of Jen Shaw. Now, today with me and my guest, we get into a little bit of Jen Shaw. My guest today is amazing. Her name is Bethany Garcia, and I will never make the mistake of calling her a mommy blogger or an influencer, but we talk about that a lot in this. But she is a mother of five babies. Uh, her Instagram account is called The Garcia Diaries, and I don't really know what to call her or this family except for amazing. They kind of show their whole lives. And we get to talk about everything. And it really was one of the most fascinating conversations I've had because it it, it, it it is in the same DNA. We get to talk about reality. And more importantly, we get to talk about kind of life and what it's like to be a mother. And we get we get into sexy stuff. She has, she tells me what grapefruiting means. You guys, I'm just telling you, kick the kids out of the car now because it's going to knock you off your coal mining ass. That's all I'm going to say. But she was really cool. And she's got like 153,000 followers. She's she doing that whole lifestyle. But what's so interesting, it seems like since she started this account seven or eight years ago, the evolution of, you know, I imagine the people that have been following her for that long have watched her grow so much. And she's only like 27 or 28. We do the math in the actual interview. But I think you're going to love her. I loved her. It was very, very easy to talk to her. And it was nice. It was like something different. Um, this really goes in so many different directions. I can't wait to hear what you guys think. Because I was really happy with how this turned out. And it was another person where I was like, God, there's so many flipping amazing people in this world. I think especially for you guys with kids, it's a really interesting perspective. But please let me know what you think. Because it is a little different. But yeah, we talk about Jen Shaw. So I am so curious as to what, what is going through Jen Shaw's mind right now. And we know with powerful people like that, we know with powerful people like that, they don't admit defeat ever. They never admit they're wrong. I was watching that John Wayne Gacy documentary on Peacock. And it's like, he, after he admitted he killed 33 people. He kind of took it back and said, ah, you know, I, I, I saw some things and I was a part of something, but there was other people involved, like immediately started making excuses. Like nobody ever takes the blame. And I have a feeling Stu Chains, her Shaw squad assistant, I feel like he's going to get thrown under the bus, bus so hardcore. And where else can a guy like Stu work after this? 
how do you put Shaw Squad on a resume? Like, do you go to Target and you're like, um, it says you were Shaw Squad. <laughs> it says you were Shaw Squad for the last six years. Uh, may I ask what you did at Shaw Squad? <laughs> did Shaw Squad have a 401k? Oh, my God. But Bethany in this interview talks about her friend, her close friend worked for Jen Shaw. And we got some dirt. We got some tea. And I want anybody to slap me if you see me in person for saying tea. I feel like me as a grown man should not be saying tea. What do you guys think? I just feel like it comes out of my mouth. Like, hey, guys, do you want Ryan to spill some tea? Um, I, okay, so that is the Jen Shaw news. Much more will be coming to light. And I actually talked to a lawyer today. Um, and as more information comes out, I will be having this lawyer uh, back on the program uh, to talk about all of this stuff. What else? What else? Oh, I wanted to talk about this briefly. Um, Britney Spears. Britney did the most beautiful Instagram post the other day. Um, this is like, I swear to God, Britney Spears, all her Instagram posts are like the Da Vinci Code with like a good beat. You know, it's like, wow, this is like good pop Da Vinci Code stuff. Um, Britney actually has posted a lot in the last two days. So this, the free Britney movement, you know, there's a lot of debate if Britney even runs her own account. And with posts like these, I just, I have no clue. She has 29.1 million followers, which seems low. I mean, this girl's a legend for God's sakes. Okay, so let me paint you this picture. This was two days ago. It's a black and white photo of a corseted, I guess, mother from the back. You can tell it's old timey. It's an old timey picture corsets everywhere you know when i usually see old-timey pictures folks i tune out you know me i don't like old-timey bridgerton can go suck a d you know and then it's like holding a skull baby you just see a skull and she's holding it like a baby so yeah feel good post right okay but this is the caption it says devil is in the details <clears throat> devil emoji wouldn't want this baby to hit me one more time laugh emoji laugh emoji laugh emoji exclamation 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 Okay, wouldn't want this baby to hit me one more time. Can somebody can somebody break this down for me? I don't mean to laugh, but it's like you posted something like really scary imagery, and then you kind of do a cutesy thing about one of your songs. Like, I think it would also be better of like, I don't want to have what this baby's having. It looks toxic. That would have been a good one, too. Uh, whoever's writing Britney's Instagram, please reach out to me. Hit me up on DM. I would love to apply. I could do stuff like this all day long. Okay, so she posts that, you guys. But then, the same two days, she posts a video of her just staring at the camera in, I don't know, fashion, but it's like a green bra. And then it's like a see-through, like, like doily material, but it's like green doily. And then you can see the black roots of her hair and she's doing this like guys i don't i'm like looking at this i don't know what's going on and she always like what is the look with the eye is it just that she's doing a lot of um what's the eye makeup that, that makes you look like you have like the really dark black eyes mascara look, <laughs> see aren't you happy you're listening to a straight man's podcast <laughs> What's the black stuff on your eye? Oh, that's mascara. It says, I'm an extremely wicked-looking vampire, but really, that's the whole point. Like, it's not Halloween, you guys. It's like the end of March, I think. Okay, so then, two days ago, 
she's doing this and she goes, I was feeling wild dancing to Aerosmith at 2 a.m. last night. I love that song, by the way. I do love that. So it's her dancing to that Aerosmith song, Crazy. And she's always dancing in what looks like the foyer to her mansion or wherever she's living. It is... You know, it's not a dance studio. By the way, do you remember a couple, like, was it a year and a half ago when she was dancing? And then all of a sudden you heard her, like, foot crack and she broke her foot? Whew. Okay, so then she goes back. The second video. By the way, when she dances, I really, she's a great dancer. She looks sunburned in these videos. Okay, but so the what we want to pay attention to is what she writes in this one. So it's not a weird, like this is actually, she writes something real. My life has always been very speculated, dot, 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 watched, dot, 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 and judged really my whole life, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. For my sanity, I need to dance to Steven Tyler every night of my life. And then she put three red dancing girl emojis to feel wild and human and alive. I have been exposed my whole life performing in front of people. And then it has the emoji where it's like wide-eyed. I would, God, they need, what are these emoji names? It takes a lot of strength to trust, she capitalizes trust, the universe with your real vulnerability, because I've always been so judged, dot, 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 insulted, dot, 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 and embarrassed by the media, dot, dot, dot. She uses more ellipses than my mom does. I swear to God, you guys, I've told you, my mom uses ellipses so much, it's so frustrating. It makes everything seem so drastic and like something bad is about to happen, and Brittany is doing, like, I'm... I have to poop. Like, that's how scared I'm getting reading this. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. And I still am till this day. And then she does three thumbs down emojis. Good. Give it to the media, Brittany, with those thumb down emojis. As the world keeps on turning and life goes on, we still remain so fragile and sensitive as people. Three exclamation points. I didn't watch the documentary. What is she talking about? Is she talking about Blackfish? What is she? No, her documentary. Okay. I didn't watch the documentary, but from what I did see of it, I was embarrassed by the light they put me in. Dot, dot, dot. I cried for two weeks and, well, dot, dot, dot. I still cry sometimes. Four exclamation points. I do what I can in my own spirituality with myself to try and keep my own joy, dot, 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 love, dot, 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 and happiness. Stars, prayer hands, sun. Four exclamation points. Every day, dancing brings me joy. Three exclamation points. I'm not here to be perfect, dot, dot, dot. Perfect is boring, dot, dot, dot. I'm here to pass on kindness. Not one, not two, three red lipstick emojis. Four exclamation points. Okay, so there's a lot of ways to think about this. First off, is Brittany running her own account? The thing that confuses me, it says, I didn't watch the documentary, but from what I did see of it, I was embarrassed by the light they put me in. Now, I thought the documentary actually did put her in a really great light and kind of um, really shed light on how a lot of people treated her very poorly, including the conservatorship. So... I'm hard-pressed to find out exactly what she means or what clip she saw that she cried for two weeks about. Um, that, that That's it. I mean, because we're all on Britney's side. Uh, you know, I don't know. So I just wanted to, I wanted to put that out there because it was just a bunch of posts in a row. And then this was after and the same day as that devil post, you know? Um, ugh. 
Oh my god, you know what I'm just thinking about right now? That Stephanie girl from 90 Day Fiance. Ryan! Ryan! You know how Ryan is. <laughs> if you guys watch 90 Day Fiance, I'm fascinated with this lady, Stephanie. She's in her late 50s, I think. And she's really pretty, but she's like all Xanaxed out all the time. And she goes to... Uh, she's in the Philippines? I don't know where... She's in some beach area, and she's there to see her boyfriend, Ryan. And buys him a bunch of like sandals like i've got a bunch of nice sandals and watches for you ryan and then ryan leaves and then hooks up with her cousin harris like harris you know how ryan is and now she's like i'm gonna marry harris and this week this upcoming sunday is the season finale of 90 day fiance and i wish they would just take a break it's too much oh also you guys I forgot to say this on what to watch this week. The Real World All-Star, no, sorry, the Challenge All-Stars is on Paramount+. Plus. You know how I always talk about the Real World Homecoming that's been on for four episodes? They're now doing the Challenge All-Stars. And it's like a good, it's like Ruthie and Tech from Real World Hawaii. You got, I mean, you got Johnny Bananas in there. I'm... I'm really excited to watch this. I feel like we're really doing some really amazing things with reality shows right now. Okay. One last thing before we get to our amazing guest. Okay. Last but not least, this was sent to me uh, by a good source that keeps sending me things, but she sent me over to Reddit. And uh, let's see, who did this? Um, I don't know how to use Reddit, but it looks like, I can't tell if this is the person who posted it. Is it? UX Scoopity Whoop. I hope I'm saying your name correctly, Scoopity Whoop. Um, so, Scoopity Whoop says, I looked it up, and Jax has multiple, Jax Taylor, Jason Couchy, has father of the year, has multiple tax liens totaling over $1.2 million, state and federal. According to my accountant, this means that he took in over $3 million in income without paying taxes on it. Dude, you know you can see Mr. Couchy as somebody that just doesn't pay. Because, like, that's my money, bro. Why am I going to give that to the government, bro? No, no, no. That's that's Jax's money. Like, literally, why would he ever? Like, he probably, in a good year as bartending days, made like fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 with modeling and all that stuff. So he probably doesn't realize, you know how money works but yeah this there's one total lien amount for eight hundred and sixty eight thousand dollars and eighty five cents um and there is one for two hundred and seventy two thousand dollars and four hundred and eighty two hundred seventy two thousand four hundred eighty two dollars and twenty nine cents then there's a one for a franchise and tax board of eighty thousand four hundred twenty four dollars and thirty five cents so that is a lot can you also imagine that this guy who did this post asked his accountant, like, hey, bud, while I have you here doing my taxes, could I ask you about this Jax Taylor? Um, so this is real. This is proven. This is this is wild. Does anybody know, like, when does, like, jail start becoming an option? Like, how do you, does he, does he just make a deal with the government to give some of his cameo money to them? Like, do they just start taking cuts out of his cameo paychecks i'm just i'm actually genuinely curious about this so if anybody has any tax information on what these next steps are can he go to jail i would love to know more about this 
Okay, guys, it's time for my guest. We've had such a great day already. Remember, I just want to remind everybody how awesomely I got I pranked all of you for April Fool's Day. We had some nice little topics of Brittany and Jax and, uh, and Jen Shaw, and now we are going to our guest. Her name is Bethany Garcia, as I said. Uh, the Instagram account is uh, The Garcia Diaries. She also has a podcast with her husband called The Garcia Diaries, and the description for this is Anthony and Bethany Garcia talk marriage, sex, parenting, Parenthood, pop culture, and everything in between. High school sweethearts turned parents of five children. Anthony and Bethany are here to share the honest and real side of life that often gets filtered over. And we talk a little bit about this podcast in there. But I just thought she was just a really great, amazing lady. And I think you're going to love her because I loved her. So, And also, I wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, my digital producer who makes all the beautiful images, Maritza Lopez, who also... Um, I do the Real Housewives of Miami recaps on Patreon with, and she is the one that recommended me this guest, and I am so thankful that she did. So, ladies and gentlemen, Bethany Garcia. Hey, mama, this that shit that make you move, mama. Get on the floor and move your booty, mama. We the blast masters, blasting up the jungle. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your Thursday episode. We are almost through the week. This is... Uh, I mean, I feel pretty good. We, we, we're almost there. And to make you feel even better, I have got a great guest uh, for us today. And once again, I swear to God, I'm not being paid by Instagram, but I had, I'm, I've, I've met this person. I am aware of this person because of the Instagram gods. And if you don't know her, you're about to get to know her. And I think you're going to love her. And it's a little different uh, in terms of guests than I usually get to talk to. And I can't wait to kind of get into it because, uh, well, so the account is called the Garcia Diaries. It has 153,000 followers at this point. Um, our guest is Bethany Garcia. And before Bethany, you say hi, I want to just kind of go over some stats. She has five kids, Brooklyn, Harlan, Deuce, Bronx, and Ellis. Ellis is the baby. She lives in Tempe, Arizona. On, I believe, Tuesdays, she does, quote-unquote, confessions on her Instagram account, which I need to find out if anybody's admitted to murder. I need to find out what grapefruiting means. I need to uh, I need to hear about her growing up. There is like 30 things that I need to follow up, follow up about. But Bethany, first off, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Can't even tell you. Where are the kids right now? I guess where is that? Are they in the closet? Where where, where are they? They're in the bathtub. They'll be fine. <laughs> no, um, my husband's watching or not watching. He's parenting them. Um, in he's parenting another them. part of the house. Wait, is that is that is there a whole is there a whole dictionary of terms when you are a parent where you just said he's he's babysitting them? Like, no, he's parenting them. Is there because if I say he's babysitting them, everyone will be like, he's a dad. He, that's, he's not a babysitter. <laughs> and then it's a whole thing. But no, it's fine. <laughs> OK, so what I love about your account is. I was talking to uh, a mutual friend, uh, Maritza Lopez, and she is in love with you. And we were talking about you earlier and. I was saying like, you're not what we would call, I mean, I think calling you a mommy blogger is almost like, I don't want to say an insult, but your account is all about, you even say real raw motherhood. And is there a difference between like, what do you consider mommy blogger and what it is you consider you do? So for me, I think the most degrading thing you could call me is an influencer. That's like the term that I can't stand. And it was actually coined after, like long after I started my blog and Instagram account. 
And so that, that term has kind of been thrown my way over the past few years. And I'm like, I'm not an influencer. When I think of an influencer, I think of, um, a, a, it's like, let's say a blonde white girl with a million followers that does try on sessions every single day, doesn't talk about politics or anything um, that could be taboo and does like swipe up links all day. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like there's girls that do that, but I feel like for me, that's just not me at all. Um, mommy blogger, I feel like it's just such a small box and there's no box I can fit in. And I know a lot of creators that feel that way. Like but mommy blogger is talking about grapefruiting and wait, 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 what? So what is grapefruiting? So this, it, do I have to sit down? I am, I am seated, but do I need to warn the audience to sit down? Is this something gross? What is grapefruiting? It sounds I mean, sexual. It depends. It's just very, it depends on what you consider gross. It's definitely <laughs> sexual. <laughs> but like I've done, or I shouldn't say I've done worse. I've seen worse, but also I've done worse. Um, so um, basically on one of our Tuesday confessions, some girl was like, oh, I grapefruited my boyfriend and it was like 10 out of 10, loved it. And I'm like, what is grapefruiting? And I like Googled it. And then I did like a swipe up link and like 20,000 people swiped up. Wait, 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 wait. What is grapefruiting? I need to know. So So they swiped up and everyone started freaking out. So I'm like, I didn't think it was this big of a deal. So basically like Google just said like, oh, it's when you like give someone a blowjob, but you use like a grapefruit to do it. And I was just like, okay, like sounds weird, but whatever. But people started sending me this like video and it's this woman giving a tutorial (laughs) and it's literally like you have to link it for your audience because it is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life it is so funny um but basically she just like gives you a tutorial and shows you how to like cut the grapefruit how to use it how and then she gives you like a very in-depth tutorial with sound effects of how to do this sexual act and it's Oh my God. It's the funniest thing. I it's love funny. that we're, we're five minutes into this and we are we already, this is amazing. This is our, but also would you consider that a mommy blogger is, is the lady demonstrating the grapefruit, a mommy blogger and wait, <laughs> the grapefruit go in the mouth and then the grapefruit goes over the, the penis. Like I don't, so what, what, she what, what, says, she says you blindfold your man. Don't tell him what you're going to do. <laughs> and I think she's like, I think she's like a sex therapist or something. I don't know. The video seems pretty old too. So like sex therapist before that was like a cool thing to do on Instagram. Um, you blindfold him, don't tell him what you're gonna do, she says, and then you you cut a hole in the grapefruit and you stick oh. it on his penis, and then you like squeeze it. I'm like giving you a tutorial right now. Oh, you, like, yeah. Squeeze it up and down <laughs> yeah. with your mouth on it. And she says it feels like he's getting head and being fucked at the same time. <laughs> hey, welcome to Thursday, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday. Uh, that's amazing. So this is part of what you do on your account. Uh, I, you do a lot of things on your account, but you said that's part of your Tuesday confession. So on Tuesdays, you'll put in your stories like it's confession time and people confess things to you. 156,000 yeah. followers are confessing things to you. Do What are the top three? Has anybody confessed to murder on there? Oh my is, gosh. Have you had to report anybody? <laughs> That so I I'm very it's funny because like I do have a lot of followers but it gives me anxiety to even like know that sometimes I'm very introverted and have anxiety and deal with all kinds like depression all those things and so it's kind of interesting to have an audience of that size when you deal with those things 
So the thought of me having to report someone to the police is like, I would actually rather like burn off my fingertips. Like there's, I would never be able to do that, but I would, if I had to. So (laughs) one, the worst thing that's really happened is I think last week someone told me that they well this week i didn't share it there's things last week they told you they grapefruit last week they told me last week someone told me that they fantasized about like killing someone and they like uh planned it out in their head but didn't follow through with it and i was just like blocked like i just blocked them oh my god i was like you're not allowed to participate and then this week i didn't share this because i'm not going to share this with 150,000 moms um because that's my target audience but the person said that whenever they need to get a good cry out, they fantasize their whole family dying. And she has like six kids. And I was like, um, ma'am. Well, I mean, okay. That's, there's so many things I want to ask you and I'm not a mother myself and I'm not a father myself. And I, you know, I have two parents that I love dearly. Uh, I have a lot of friends that do have kids now. And I'm in that age where a lot of my friends, especially over quarantine, they got pregnant. And so I'm about to be a, an uncle to a lot of friends, kids, but how, I mean, I guess the, to start square one and, and I do, I got to talk to you about Jen Shaw. I got to talk to you a lot about stuff but like square one when did you start this instagram account when did you like what even possessed you to start this was it just a you account and it built like where was what was the thought process so um i became a mom in 2013 and i was 18 years old a week or a month or something shy of yeah because you look really young i didn't yeah i didn't know you were that i'll be 27 this year because got audience at home, I, I want to impress you. So it's 2013, it's 2021. So what you do is you subtract those numbers. And I think that's means you're, uh, you're like 23 or something. No, what is 26, 27? I'll be 27. We year. got there. We got there. Uh, so. <laughs> um, so basically, um, yeah, was a mom almost 19. And then I did this crazy thing. Like I was raised in a very... Christian household, my husband too. And we didn't do like sex ed classes. We did like abstinence classes. Like I didn't even know what a vagina was till I was like 14. You didn't something. realize you didn't realize you had one. No. Because you can't touch down there or else you're it'll suck your hand up and you'll go to hell or something. I don't know. Whatever. That actually, I've I've found that to be true, actually. That's <laughs> I, I've not uh, ever touched my thing down there. But wait, are, did you grow up in Tempe or Arizona or no? Um, I was born and raised in the Bay Area. And then we moved to Tucson when I was in like sixth grade, then moved to Phoenix when I was in 10th grade. So kind of like all over. My dad was a pastor and he used to plant churches. And so he What does that, that mean, plant churches? It like... means you go to a town and you bring people with you from the last church and you like basically start a new church in your oh living room gosh. and then it grows. That yeah, it's crazy. crazy. It's horrible. And it's like not lucrative. And we were very poor. Wow. So um and now he's in prison but it's all good so well, okay whoa okay so already we got to book you for an appearance too on the pod because i feel like this is this <laughs> already too much um so but basically going back to the 2013 thing so i get pregnant because i i don't know why i got pregnant i just did okay so wait wait wait, 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 wait wait when you got pregnant was that the first time you found out you had a down below region or like no. Okay, no, I, I was, I was like, like I was like, oh 16. my god, did this all happen when you first no. you found out? Okay, my husband and I have been together since we were like sixteen years old. So I got pregnant. Then it's like six weeks postpartum, and they're like, the doctor's like, you can have sex again, and it's like, okay, cool. 
and I'm breastfeeding. And then all of a sudden I like get really sick like a month later and I'm pregnant again. I got pregnant at like two months postpartum. Oh my fucking God, this is a fucking gnat. Okay. So (laughs) I got pregnant at two months postpartum and thought I was going to die. Literally. Like I didn't even know that was possible. Like we, I think we had sex one time. And, um, must have been insane too, right? Like, so, yeah. so I'm like 19 like years old. And yeah. all of that. Okay. I have a three or four month old baby. I'm pregnant. So my first two daughters are 12 months apart. Um, so basically while I'm pregnant with my second daughter, I'm like, I'm struggling a lot. I'm, I don't have anyone to relate to. Um, I'm struggling with postpartum depression and I don't know if it was postpartum depression or prenatal depression because we were right there in the middle. And so basically in the middle of the night, one night, I just like started a blog. So that way I had somewhere to kind of articulate my thoughts and emotions and feelings. And, um, to me, it was just like, oh, here's an online journal. And so that is how I just created like a free WordPress blog. And it was the Garcia diaries. And, um, I changed my, I don't know if I created a new account on Instagram or changed my name or something, but it was that same week that I like went to the Garcia Diaries on Instagram. And that's how it was So born. that's 2013. And then Four, it was 14. 2014. Yeah. 2014. And then, okay. So in like seven years you created this, I mean, I don't even know, like we said, like, you don't even know what to call. It. I mean, you're, you're, you're not, you don't want to be an influencer. You're not an influencer. And what I see, I mean, we, you let us into a window into your family. You do see it. You do show us warts and all you are about body positivity. I notice you are, Mm -hmm. I mean, like there, I mean, how have you changed or how has all of this changed you and your family? I mean, can you, I mean, does your husband even like what, what happened? Like, how are we, like you were in people Espanol a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. You were in like people magazine. Like, how does this all happen? I mean, are you shocked or are you I'm like shocked. I, every single day I wake up and I'm shocked because it's, it's truly wild. And like what the people in Espanol magazine article was about was, um, the fact that my husband and I, when we first got married, I'm going to kill this mate. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when we first got married, he worked at food city, the grocery store. And then he like got a job at UPS, but it was still like, I don't know, minimum wage close to that. And then I was a stay at home mom. So that way I could, we had two little babies, you know what I mean? Uh And so we were on food stamps and government assistance and WIC and all the things because we couldn't even afford to pay our, I think it was like $600 rent. Um, and we borrowed money from family and we struggled so hard for a long time. And Anthony actually grew up with that kind of lifestyle with being on food stamps and government insurance. That's your husband. Yeah. Sorry. That's my husband. And so we, um, and I, I joke about like, oh, we were like poor growing up, but we never wanted for anything. It was just like very like paycheck to paycheck. And my dad would get odd jobs, but it was never to the point where we were like on government assistance or anything. And so, um, yeah, like it was culture shock for me to like, have to go from never wanting for anything to literally like, we didn't know how we were going to buy lunch the next day, diapers for our baby, that kind of stuff. So we did that. And my husband worked his ass off and provided for our family. And he got a bunch of different raises at his job at UPS. And 
um, we got a house and we, we got off, um, he got a job at Cox communications, the internet and phone company. Oh, those bastards try to charge <laughs> me for my box when I, you lived in Tempe so long ago. How dare they? Yeah. Anytime he says he works at Cox, people have like questions for him. It's so <laughs> funny. I'm like, don't even tell people anymore. Can you get in. I want to see if I can get lower on my HBO. Bill. <laughs> I know. Um, so basically we, we start like everything starts working out and I'm just doing my blog as a hobby at this, at this point. And when we got our house and he started working at Cox, um, it was 2015 and we started talking about like, Oh, should we have another baby? Um, the girls are so close together. And I feel like it's weird to like wait five years to have another baby. And we've always wanted a big family. So we kind of started talking about that. And then I, it was like, I think, I think I got pregnant. And then like November, 2015, I started following other bloggers on Instagram, which I had never done before. And I noticed that they were writing ad or sponsored or stuff like that on their photos. <laughs> and I was like, what does that mean? Like, what are they doing? And so yeah. I reached out to a few of them and I'm like, how do you get paid to do this? And they told me like, oh, you join influencer or back then it was blogging networks and, um, ad networks, whatever. And so yeah. I was like, okay, like that sounds really cool. Like me and my 2000 followers. And, um, cause I was just at that point, you know what I, like I said, and that's like considered a micro influence. Yeah. Right? I was posting or... consistently and promoting my blog, like constantly, but it was just fun. And around that same time too, I started having like small shops reaching out to me like, Hey, do you want some free product? And <laughs> you take pictures and stuff. And I'm like, why would you send me free stuff? <laughs> like, I don't get it. Um, so anyways, I sat my husband down and I was like, Hey, people are getting paid to do this. Like, I think I could do this. And he was like, okay, <laughs> all right, then Bethany, like, whatever you think, whatever you say, sure. Support you, whatever. Like he didn't <laughs> take it seriously at all. And so he bought me a camera because I thought I needed a camera, which spoiler alert, you don't. All my <laughs> photos on my feet are iPhone. Um, he bought me a computer because I was doing everything on my iPad and I started taking it seriously. And so in the next year, 2016, um, I like did my first sponsored post. It was, I think I was like 39 weeks pregnant with my son. And well, wait, what was, the, the what was the product? All, the months are all mixed up. So it was me and my shower doing Jurgen's suntan lotion I was like 39 <laughs> weeks pregnant who wants who I don't know okay but I was so proud of myself because I for one blog post and one Instagram post I made my family a hundred and fifty dollars and I was so proud of myself like I'm contributing financially to this family let forget about the computer and camera you yeah. bought me. That is, <laughs> I'm not breaking even, but I'm contributing. I was so proud of myself. And so fast forward to today, if we like money-wise, we'll fast forward really quick. I did a I'm doing a campaign with Gain right now, and it's two Instagram posts. Gain the the deodorant. The soap. Okay, the so soap. soap, sorry. Yeah. So two Instagram posts, fourteen thousand dollars. What? What? Oh my God. Did you tell them I want to do gain? Did you tell them that I'm, I want to, I'll go in my shower and rub gain all over me. Are you kidding? Do I have That's to have actually kids? Exactly what do, I, I have to do. do I have to have kids to do this? What is like, um, that is incredible. See, that was the other thing too, is like, as my, uh, my account gets bigger and stuff like that, I've got to start realizing like, cause I'll, somebody will approach me. I'll be like, uh, I don't, are you kidding me? I don't think people give a shit what I, you know, like you kind of have that, 
I'm proud of what I do, but at the same time, I don't think that means sometimes a hill of beans in terms of what other people perceive it as. Like I'm, I'm yeah. happy that I get to put out like content and I consider this my art for whatever reasons I consider that. But to, I mean, but at the same time, you do get to see there is a market out there and that is something yeah. to be insanely proud of because that's five years of work to get to that point that you are now. Yeah. So from that point of 2016 to now, there was several different like growth moments as far as followers go. People always ask me like, how do you grow on Instagram? How do you grow? In 2016, when I was pregnant, I did bump dates every week and I would grow a thousand followers. What's just bump from dates? Post, Is like that... a bump date. It's so stupid. It's I'm 16 weeks now. Um... Um, my baby is the size of a mango and I felt a kick or something like on a board. I used to do those with my, I did them with my son and would gain a thousand followers. Like you can't do that anymore on Instagram unless actually, I think meme accounts are very, um, that I, it's very interesting to me because I do see a lot of growth from meme accounts, like more so than I would in the blogger world. And so that's very interesting to me, but for someone like me to grow now, it's very hard. Actually, it's not like that anymore, but when my son was born, he had craniosynostosis, which is a condition in which your skull is like fused together. You're supposed to be born with a soft spot. And so his skull was fused. So his brain couldn't grow. Um, I shared that journey, honestly, and he had surgery at three and a half months. And then he had to have an open surgery um, where they cracked his face, basically cut ear to ear and then take your skull out of your head put it on a table, reconstruct it, and then put it back in. Oh, and so I, yeah, God. at 20 months old. So I shared all of this and through this where I'm just sharing it because because that's, that's why I started my blog because to share yeah. my life and I'm gaining followers from this. And it that's felt got to be so bizarre. Yeah. yeah, it was, it's weird, but then it's also cool at the same time because so many people were showing support for him and it did make me feel a lot less alone. I got to tell you, I remember one of the, well, this was on my personal account, which I barely use anymore, but my mom had uh, breast cancer a couple of years ago. And I always said like, oh, and my mom wanted to keep it a secret and all this stuff. And then I remember like the day or two before she went in, she goes, I, I, you know, I wouldn't mind if, um, you know, maybe you got some well wishes for me or something. It was something. And I, I put a post on Instagram and so many people responded and sent well wishes to my mom and all that. And it really, it made me feel good and it made her feel great. Like she was then like yeah. responding to everybody. And she, like, she has a, a fake Instagram account that she just uses <laughs> to spy on me, but she was like responding to people. But there is a power to Instagram or social media in general at its best when we get to actually become closer with each other, or you get to see a window into somebody else's life. And it makes you feel like you're less alone on this planet or that we're actually all part of one thing, especially in the year that we just had where we were so divided, right. you know? Yeah. And I do think people crave community. And so when they can find someone they relate to, it really does mean a lot to them. And I can say that as a consumer, because I found communities online that I do feel like I belong to and the, and nothing feels better than that. Especially like you said, in this past year, when you're essentially alone, um, you're locked, I'm locked in the house with my kids, my five kids and my husband every single day. And so finding community, it does help you feel so much less alone. So basically through that situation, I did start to create a community 
with the Garcia Diaries on accident. And so that year it was like, it was 2016, he had his first surgery. 2017, he had his second surgery. Through all of this, um, I got, no, no, no. I'm, I, this is the problem with having me tell stories is I don't know what <laughs> fucking years. Just say, hey, just in. make it up. Yeah, 2083. 2017, I miscarried actually. When we were, we were like, okay, we want four kids. Let's do them. These uh, Harlem and Deuce were two years apart. So let's do Deuce and Bron- or our next baby two years apart. So we got pregnant the exact time I wanted to like pretty quickly. And we were so excited. And then I miscarried. And up until that point, it was like from the start of like doing the Jergens sponsored post to that moment, it was like, I was trying to fit in with what I thought a blogger how they curated their content, how they spoke, how they acted, the kind of content I thought people wanted to see from me. Um, I thought people wanted me to have like white bed sheets and white walls and a certain kind of decor in my house and my kids wearing a certain kind of clothes. And I thought that that was important. And when I miscarried, it was literally like something clicked in my head and it was like, fuck what anyone thinks like this is not real and it's not me and there was a huge like growth that happened through that because I was like I don't want to pretend anymore and I was pretending because at that point no one in my community knew how old I was because I thought that me being young was bad and no one knew that wait 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 till you get old (laughs) I know. (laughs) And no one knew that I like didn't go to college. No one knew my dad was in prison. No one knew um, that Anthony and I had been on food stamps or government insurance. Like it was just kind of like a facade. Like I I wanted to fit in so badly. Were you afraid all the time? Were you like, somebody's going to find me out? Did you feel like that imposter syndrome that I I mean, I feel that sometimes. Imposter syndrome 1000%. And it wasn't like, I wasn't scared someone's going to find me out because it's not like I was lying about anything, but it was more so like I wasn't telling the truth. And I also think I had to do those things on my own terms, but uh, because I kind of fell into having getting a lot of followers and growing really quickly. And that was hard, um, especially for someone that has anxiety. Um, so that moment I was like, I'm going to share this honestly and openly. And so I shared like my miscarriage journey as I was going through it. And it was another huge growth moment on Instagram, which didn't compute for me. And, and it was actually, that was actually kind of hard for me, even harder than the surgery stuff. Cause it was like with Deuce and my son going through those surgeries, it was like, things were okay. So um, it felt good to have people following me and like It was almost, it was, yeah, it almost made it. But with, yeah, yeah. but with losing a baby, well, for me, like, I know people have different opinions on this, but for me, like, I felt like I was super pregnant and like, I was 10 weeks. So it's, uh, I don't even know if there was a heartbeat or not, but um, for me, I felt like I had like lost a baby, um, even though I, I know like science is people debate on that. You know what I mean? No, I mean, Um, but, but, but also you can't debate your own personal feelings, yeah. you know, but I mean that, the yeah, whole thing- I know. I think, and I think what people debate is like, you sh- like, I've heard people say like losing, you can't say like you lost a baby when there's women that like literally gave birth to like, like stillbirth or really horrible, yeah, horrible yeah. stuff when it's like so early. And then there's women that like 
they heard their baby's heartbeats and like all that kind of stuff. And, and then they lose them. And like, we never got those moments. So sometimes I feel guilty about like how depressed I was, but I just shared that stuff openly and honestly. And like I said, like, I felt like I had lost something. So like the growth that happened from that felt so weird. Cause it was like, why am I gaining followers? Like when I lost a baby kind of a thing. And I didn't, what do, you, what do you think it is? What do you think? What do you think draws people in, in those moments? Um, I think people are nosy is one <laughs> part of it is one part of it. But I think the other part of it is goes back to what we said about community. Um, I didn't realize how many women go through that. Like I, my DMS were flooded. My comments were flooded with people saying like, I've, I've miscarried. I've never told anyone like, thank you for sharing or thank you for explaining to people like how I feel. And it was like, wait, all these women go through this and don't tell anyone. And, and that was another moment where I was like, okay, I'm not going to hide this stuff anymore because no matter who I am or what I do or what I've been through, there's going to be someone that relates to it. So from that point on, I was like, no fucks given. Like I'm going to share everything and anything. And I mean, I literally posted a video of my birth with my fifth baby. So, so there's no very, very, uh, did you copy Courtney Kardashian in that? Is that what you did? Is that, I didn't uh... grab her. My husband <laughs> did though. He well, kind now, of shoved her through my legs. <laughs> speaking about your husband, would you consider him the number two dad in America? Cause we all know that number one is Jax Taylor. He's the number one dad, even before he's had his baby from Vanderpump. Yeah. Lee. And he knows all about dad life and he's really going through it right now. Exactly. All the Instagram comments he's leaving. He's, uh, he's already, uh, a, a dad of 18 years, uh, an 18 year old son at this point, he loves to say that he's, you know, dad life and all dad of this life. stuff. And it fascinates I kind of feel me bad for him. I kind of feel Why? Bad for him because it's like, you don't even know. That's like, what I'm you saying. Is that, well, like, you I'm think like, this is hard, but it's like, he's already trying to con like, he's already trying to be a daddy blogger. Is that a thing? Yeah. And it's like, you need to have the kid first. And I'm like, why don't you just worry about your wife that has the baby inside of her still? Like, why don't you be like husband of the year, not dad of the year? But it, it, it is one of those things that fascinates me because I can't tell if he's trying to uh, diversify and pivot and go, uh, I'm going to be, we're going to be mommy and daddy bloggers, you know? He's pivoting to wherever the paycheck is. That's what Jax is doing. It seems like there's none uh, coming in right now. Uh, I want to go back to more personal stuff, but I do have to uh, kind of detour to some pop culture stuff. We got, uh, speaking of mother of the year, uh, Jen Shaw is a mother to two uh, great guys, it seems like, and married to Coach Shaw. And she got arrested yesterday um, for potentially being involved in a uh, telemarketing scam aimed at seniors. What was your initial, th and this is somebody, I love this because, She's like one year in or less than a year in of using her fame to create like an Instagram brand, to create a mm -hmm. Twitter brand. She was selling Shaw Squad merch, uh, which I've told everybody, if you bought Shaw Squad merch, you're on an FBI watch list. You can't, you're on a no fly <laughs> list at this point. Um, what do you think of all of this stuff? Because everybody wants the fame, but then they never seem to question like, sh should I get a spotlight on me right now? You know? That's what I'm so confused about is why do these housewives or reality stars in general sign up for these shows when they are literally stealing from people like Erica and Jen Shaw 
Teresa, like I don't. I mean, I Teresa really don't went get to it. jail. Teresa was in. We it's we forget she was crazy. in prison, and they even waited to like start filming the new season until she got out. Like that, I mean, and it seems like it keeps happening faster. Like it's like it happened. I just want to know, Teresa. like, are we are we going to hit every franchise? Like, is oh, it going to well, be a monopoly? <laughs> pretty soon. <laughs> what if there's a cast email that goes out like we uh, we need somebody from uh, we need somebody from New York to go to jail. Come on, Leah, we need you to do something. Um, Didn't Tinsley? I mean, I feel like everyone Tinsley got has, arrested before this has show. a mugshot. Yeah, they, everyone like has a mugshot, but I we need like them to be arrested on camera, or it doesn't count. Well, the Jen Shaw thing. Supposedly, <laughs> you guys, we got we have footage supposedly of a SWAT team surrounding a van that Heather and Whitney were inside of. Which can you imagine seeing like Whitney's like, no, don't shoot me, please. I don't want to die in here. Um, oh you know, like, can you, and I just, I find it fascinating that we're going to get, you know, footage of this stuff. And that takes it to a, like, where does this end though? Is somebody going to murder somebody eventually on a housewife show? Like, where does it end? I know. And I honestly thought the worst thing that ever happened on a housewife show was when, um, Taylor's husband like killed himself. Oh, Russell. In the, yeah. In seconds, the, during the yeah. season. And I was like, nothing can be darker than this. And then they just keep like topping themselves so good for them but the Jen Shaw thing is hard for me because I'm good friends with someone that worked for her you're what so, was she was wait was this friend Shaw squad or were they just somebody that worked for her and is there a difference she, I don't know I don't know what that means and I don't she think, went was don't your think, friend wearing a wire when no she, did she but, flip for the FBI okay I have no idea but listen I I don't think they know what Shaw Squad means. Like the people that <laughs> the she people says that are Shaw Squad. <laughs> They're just like, I, I'm, I'm working I, for you. I and also where's my here. money? Yeah, why are they you don't. calling me Shaw Squad? Yeah. These people literally have told, okay, this is allegedly. Allegedly, yes. This whole podcast is allegedly. Paid. Yeah, they didn't get paid for anything. So, so she was one of those they people. They work we, for we Jen, but this. they don't get paid. We hear about this stuff with rich people all the time where rich people don't pay their bills. Like I, I've said this multiple times in the last couple of weeks is that I'm starting to think rich people don't exist. It's all just scams upon scams upon scams, you know? Uh, the exactly. only real money is is that fourteen thousand dollar ad you're doing. That's the only <laughs> that's the only real paycheck. Um you gotta let me in that shower. I gotta be a part of this ad. Like I gotta, I'll take 200 bucks. It'll be, it'll be a nice bonus. No. So Jen Shaw, what is, I just find like, where do we go from here? So does this mean we're going to see a whole season of her going like, and also with the, like there's Erica Jane stuff with bilking people out of millions of dollars, plane crash victims. You have Jen Shaw aiming at the elderly. Do we, And it's not just the elderly, the elderly. Let me tell you. So like I said, it was hard for me with her because during this season, everyone's like team Jen, team Jen, especially in the beginning and Shaw squad. And then when shit hits the fan and like the coach Shaw, the glass gets thrown at his birthday party and everyone's like team Jen still. And I know for a fact when people are saying like, oh, that was overproduced or oh, production told her to throw that glass. That's fucking tame for Jen. <laughs> that was not See? orchestrated. This is her on a good day. That's what scared thought, me. I know that for a fact. And I've seen video. So you know all that video footage that got leaked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Been knowing uh, about that. Saw oh, before uh, it got leaked. So it was really hard for me, allegedly, that <laughs> 
everyone was like team Jen and Shaw squad. Well, and so yesterday I texted my friend and I was like, did Jen fucking get arrested? She's like, bitch, I've been telling you, I've been telling you. And I was so like, she oh was, my. she was aware that, well, allegedly your friend might've been aware that things were about to go down. Cause my question is, was Jen aware that things were about to go down? Like, I have I mean, no idea. I would like, love to know that my friend cut ties with her months ago after non-payment and the abuse that you saw on those videos. And still hasn't i don't think she's been paid to this day she hasn't updated me on well, that at a certain point you, at a certain her. point you gotta like kind of cut and run like you're cut not your gonna, losses yeah, yeah kind no, of it's like it's just good to get people out of their lives but um it was weird how everybody that worked for jen was secretly recording her like, have, like i'm like there's nobody that's working for her that's very not, telling like i was like are are all these cameras interfering with each other like are you picking up each other's static because everybody's recording her secretly um, yeah. but that's my thing i want to know I want to also know if she was this aggressive in the last year because she knew there was a watchful eye. I also want to know yeah. if part of the reason she went on the show was like, I'll hide in plain sight. Um, you know, like I want to know if it's greed, if it's stupidity, if it's a mixture of everything. What do these ladies all, it seems like now. It's ego. It's all ego, I think. Well, don't you think there needs to be a special, I put this in a post yesterday, a special FBI division Obviously, there's a guy there that just is in charge of watching housewives shows. You get me in there. I just start like listing off names. Like, I need you guys to check on Mary Cosby. I need you to check on Dorit and PK. Like, at this point, there should be a whole separate division that can actually just like a housewives division, you know? You should start it and your showering with gain can fund it. It can oh my buy you God. all your supplies. I get you got to tell me the websites to go on. I I'm I'm ready to dip my toe in. Um, okay, so you said Kardashians too. Now Kardashians yeah. were 20 seasons in. This is their final season, and I was talking to somebody today. Like to me, Kardashians are family in the sense that I uh, some people hate parts of their family, and some people like. And like to me, that's the Kardashians. I hate them and I love them, but at the end of the day, you cannot argue. And I. Like you can't argue with how influential this family is. And for somebody like Kris Jenner to go from point A when they started to where they are now, where two of her children are, even if they're lying by a hundred million, close to billionaires, like yeah. that's I mean, even Rob Kardashian has a source of income in that family. And that's all due to Kris Jenner. Right. I was just thinking about this last night that it's kind of, there's literally no other reality family that's done anything close to this. Like you have like the Chrisleys, for example, they, they oh, have in their stop. own right. They have followers, they have shows. What other family is there? I'm trying to think like, there's no other family that yeah, I done was, what they've done. Well, like, yeah. Cause, cause Osborne's were before Kardashians, but our Osborne's yes, cut yes. and run. They only did like three seasons and then they dipped out. Kardashians have done this for 20 seasons and they've gone through every possible hardship, success, everything that is known to man. But since it's all tied into look and visualization, they get shit on a lot. And especially by me, because all <laughs> it's really by like, I mean, like they've shaped the way America thinks about beauty. You know, yeah. they make little kids like this is the aspirational look when you know that that is not the reality of things in your Instagram. You're very real. I mean, you'll show stretch marks. You'll show that, which, you know, uh, you, you'll be the real person that I think all of us are, though, like that's a fake kind of lifestyle that they're promoting. So it's a weird thing not to sometimes get angry with them. Do you still watch the show? 
Yeah, I've watched since the first season. And yeah, it's definitely been crazy to watch it all. And I totally, I totally um, relate to what you said about them feeling like family, like you love, you hate yeah. at the same time. And that's how, that's kind of where I come out is like, I can't look away. And there's parts of it that I like really, really find super entertaining. And then there's parts of it that I'm like, why? And so can fake. you guys please stop? Yeah. And it's, and it's as, as I've kind of come into my own in, my own body acceptance journey it's actually been very triggering to see a lot of the stuff they put out there because um i mean it's just so fat phobic most of it is just so fat phobic and it's there's things that as a mother to daughters as well i'm just like i i never want my daughters looking at this and thinking that this is real or this is um what they should be like yeah, I mean that's what I mean. It's, it's really what, and that's why like Instagram and, and things of that nature are kind of like the wild wild west. Is that you don't know what you're, and I don't have kids, but I even think about my niece and nephew all the time. Is like what they're going to pick up from all of these images. Like when I grew up, there right. wasn't all of this. Thank God. And I was like, I mean, maybe that's I just wore, wrote read comic books, man, that made me want to be a superhero, but like, I don't know what I would have been if Instagram was around. And I know I would have read, wrote like bad poetry if Facebook was around, like, thank God, none of that was, but do you get worried? Like you mentioned your kids, how do like, as your kids grow up and you are honest and things like that, where is, do the kids know what you do? I mean, are you like, how do you yeah, explain so, that? So the other thing too, is like my husband is a stay at home dad now. And so we're together all the time and that's like normal to them. But then we see other families and they know, and they kind of realize, Oh, that's not normal. Like most dads go to work and most moms go to work and um, they take pictures a lot and we're doing campaigns constantly. And my daughter, my oldest daughter, seven, she'll be eight. And um, we explain everything to her. Like she's very inquisitive. She wants to know everything. And so we very clearly explained to her, like, mom's job is she is a content creator. She creates content for brands, and that's how we make money. And then the other stuff is fun stuff. And if there's ever a moment where she doesn't want to be in pictures, she's not in pictures. And that's why you there is rare sightings of Brooklyn, my oldest, on my feed, because she doesn't like doing that kind of stuff. I'm not going to sit there and force her. And as far as, like, her getting Instagram and anything like that, like, it's going to be a long time because I'm I don't want to put that kind of pressure on her yeah do the kids ever make fun of your metrics like mom that post bombed uh boo <laughs> did not like that like they probably will once they have Instagram they're like mom they you're will. posting too much girl lay back like, like mom that's so cringe like can you stop <laughs> posting your butt on Instagram <laughs> well it is funny like this will now be a part of I mean the, the literal Garcia diary like this will be yeah. something that they will I got my mom this thing for her birthday where it was like it's called like story time or storyville where she has questions and she writes the answers about her past and stuff. And then they put it together in a book and it's like all bound and stuff. But this, that is what's cool about Instagram. Another thing is that I never used to like take pictures and keep a record of everything. And it is kind of cool. Uh, like on my main account that I can go back and go, Oh my God, that was when I was at my friend's bachelor party. And that was, and I imagine that your kids will do that someday as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's there's a plethora. I actually don't, I have like maybe 10 pictures from my childhood. And they have 100 million plus. So it's kind of, it's kind of actually something that I've thought about too recently. It's like, 
is it too much? Like, is who needs that many photos? And <laughs> do you like, do you, how do you remember like the good parts of your childhood when every single part is documented? Um, just food for thought that I've been thinking about recently with having this kind of a job. Why do your kids all have New York names except for Deuce? Okay, so when I was pregnant, I wanted a B name inspired by the Kardashians. I was like, I am a, I'm Bethany, so I want my daughter to have a B name. And Brooklyn was the only one we could agree on. So that was that. Her middle name is Alessandra from Alessandra Ambrosio, the Victoria's Secret model. <laughs> yes. And I'm face palming right now. Um, and then <laughs> got pregnant again. And I'm like, okay, we got to have another B name. And so we literally couldn't agree on anything. My husband's very picky. And one night I saw the name Harlow and I was like, oh, that's kind of pretty. And Anthony was like, what about Harlem? And we were like, oh my God, like that's so cool. And then her middle name is Jeter. Jeter? Because my husband is a diehard Yankees <laughs> fan. He's like, he's literally crazy. So he's diehard sports, but like Yankees is his favorite team of all time. So that happened. And I was like fighting it up until the moment I gave birth. And that's kind of when I just let it go. And I was like, whatever, like you can name her whatever you're not, whatever please, you want. But please she, say you let it go right as the baby was coming out. Like, fine. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. when. That's exactly when. And then when I wasn't lucid, he was just signing the birth certificate. <laughs> well, you uh, should be able to name one after a housewives or something like that. Then you should get yeah, one. Yeah, I have to get pregnant again. Just like, it's just. Well, wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. I always think about this in terms of teen mom, that show. Do you, cause every time like a teen mom gets pregnant again and I'm like, oh, they just opened a different revenue stream. Do you, has it ever crossed your mind? And I know this is a sick question cause and I know already the answer, but do you ever go, I need some new content. I better get another baby in me. Like, do you ever have that thought? I make fun of people and like make that joke about other bloggers. So that's something that I've obviously thought about because of the fact that I'm like, oh my God, she probably just got pregnant because she <laughs> wants more Instagram followers. Um, <laughs> and then for, when I got pregnant with Ellis, because at that point I had over a hundred thousand followers already before I was pregnant with her. Um, my husband was like, yeah, I can't wait for the paychecks from this baby. Like he said it as a joke. He's very dry humor. Oh, and I literally take got away so that mad. Name. I was take like, away the how Jeter fucking name. dare you? I was like, don't ever say that again. Like I was mad because I hate that. I, I hate it so much to, to think about it like that. And it is kind of sick. Um, and then at the same time, I'm, I say that about other people. So, well, that's, is, is there, is there blogger wars? Is there like a blogger crew? Do you have your, justice league of uh fellow compatriots on instagram like is there a a group like how is it like is there a you know what i'm saying is there is do you yeah. guys know each other people do have that for sure i had that for sure and like i said when i went through all of that stuff where i was like this is fake and it's not real and then the next year i'm i'm growing and i'm going viral for these body positive posts and i'm on like every morning show and the people I thought were my friends are like talking shit behind my back and they're talking about me in groups and on online forums. And like, it, there was really, really hard stuff that I went through that made me realize that like, I don't want to be part of any community like that online. So now I very much so keep to myself and that doing that alone, like leaving blogging groups on Facebook 
has literally saved my mental health in this space. I don't think I could do, I mean, like Facebook really scares me. Like I know there's a podcast group for me, you know, but I, I don't like every time I think it's a good idea, like some, you know, something will remind me that Facebook can be really toxic. And then it it's just terrible. like, I've, I've, I've read some bad things about myself or read, you know, and you're just like, Oh, Oh my God, this actually hurts like this. And I don't even know these people. So yeah. Um, and it's people think they're like, Oh, they're like, just let it roll off your back. Like it's fine. And I am so sensitive. <laughs> like yes. People think I'm tough and I'm not. I'm like, it hurts my, I cry when people are mean to me and people are like vicious. Like we, we've gotten comments about how we need to like beat deuce and spake him and um what? that my husband's like lazy and disgusting and fat and ugly and that I'm what? like a horrible mom like people are literally and that's not even the worst of it people are literally evil and so that, I mean that's another thing that I always get so hurt by that too because I'm like say whatever you want about me but like about my kids about my husband and then it's like I'm putting them into that space um which gives people the opportunity to say that. So that's stuff that's really hard. But my husband is, he's the tough one. And he's always like, stop giving shit with other, what other people think and do you and ignore so them. Hard. So, it's so hard to do that. It is though. hard. It's like a, a daily practice like meditation where you have to kind of build that muscle. Um, you do speak a lot about body positivity um, uh, and you show a lot of body positivity. What does body positivity mean to you? What is that definition um, um, I've kind of treaded away from body positivity and more so to body acceptance. So, um, what's the difference? I, so for me, when I was like body positivity, like I love my body, like, um, even though I'm 70 pounds heavier than I was last year and I have all these stretch marks and like, I love it. And that was <laughs> another form of me. It honestly was though, another form of me faking it. Sorry, because it's like, that's as much as I wanted to be like that and wanted to think that there was hard moments where it was like, today, I feel like shit about my body. Yeah. And, but, but then I felt like I couldn't tell anyone that because then if I did, then they would feel bad about their bodies. Oh, interesting. So it was just this like cycle of like toxic positivity. And so I kind of veered away from that. And I was like, no matter what, I want to accept it. No matter what I want to accept the changes my body has gone through and um, be thankful and practice gratitude um, to my body instead of just being like, I love it. Cause there's moments where I don't. And, and I wanna be honest about that because then I think too, women were like feeling like shit too because they struggle and they wanna love their bodies all the time and they, and they can't. And they're like, well, how come she can and I can't? So yeah, I find that just being as honest as possible all the time saves a lot of hardship and, um, yeah. And I can't, I, I hate pretending like I'm something I'm not in, in this space. It's tough because it's almost like you're doing what people, what you think people are expecting of you. And then you just get into this cycle of like, no, if you were just honest in the first place, like you wouldn't have got to this place where you're burnt out and drained and feel like you're not real. But isn't that part of the human experience and yeah, you know, just actually having to live that doing on... it very publicly, but, that, yeah. but that's what I mean. Like I I've got to say doing this podcast has helped me. Like I've, I'm sure people have listened to me grow and learn over the course of however long this has been going on. Like I know my thoughts have changed about things and, and I'm, but we're also allowed to change. Like that's, I think that's part of everybody's journey is that hopefully you will, uh, 
you know, we in theater, we call it like character arcs, you know, like hopefully you will have an arc in your life. Yeah. You are exposed to different thoughts and different ideas. Um, and I think that is the best tool about Instagram is that I'm sitting here talking to you about experiences that I have no idea with. Like I get off the phone. I don't have to uh, take care of five kids like you do. I'm just trying to remind you. I'm just trying to uh, put that in. I totally forgot too. Shoot. (laughs) Um, So we were talking about reality shows earlier. Is it true that you guys were on a reality show? You were on an episode of super nanny. Is that true? It's technically true. Why is it technically? Technically. Cause I guess we did, but. (laughs) <laughs> okay well so, so it's true yeah yeah it's true so yeah we were on super nanny with joe frost in we filmed in 2019 and then it aired in january 2020 and oh so recent um, yeah well i mean it'll be two years since we filmed yeah but we months, don't count so. the pandemic year so it's yeah yeah so um i will okay so the first thing people always ask is like does it really help so the way they film it, they make it seem like it was over like three or four days, but it's really like a two week long process of her putting you through like intense therapy pretty much. And yes, it literally changed our lives. It's literally changed our lives. Um, In a good way or a bad way? Our, our marriage was falling apart, oh, hanging by a thread. Like I said, like my dad's in prison. Um, my husband's been through his own childhood trauma. I've been through my own. Um, and then you put these two people together who are literally teenagers at the start and we're building this family and it was really fucking hard. And so, um, yeah, our marriage is hanging on by a thread. Like my husband, um, used to be very verbally abusive and I was very emotionally abusive and, um, it was a bad, it was bad for our marriage. And so, yeah, we were literally hanging on by a thread and she came in and literally wrecked our lives and put us back together and wait um, is this is this streaming i need to see this exactly after i get off this this call is this yeah it's season eight episode five i think and then it's i don't know where you can maybe hulu maybe lifetime's website if you like click in your cable yeah i'm sure you will (laughs) so yeah it's literally and then like in turn what we were doing was our son deuce who had gone through these horrific surgeries yeah. yeah we babied him and then he also saw how we treated each other. And so this little three-year-old is walking around saying fucking bitch and um, <laughs> yelling at us and cussing at us. And it was horrifying. And so, and that was the reason we kind of came in. They, they emailed me in the beginning of 2019 and they were like, Hey, like we love your content. Like you should apply to be on this show. Their casting people did. And I was like, no freaking way because I, I pride myself on being real, but I'm still curating what people see right so when you're handing that over to a production team and you're like here's my life do what you want with it it's that's scary so my husband's the one that convinced us to convince me to do it and his thought process was like we get to be on tv and (laughs) my thought process was very jen shaw your husband's like jen shaw yeah very and then my thought process is like this could hurt my brand because we're no one knows we're struggling in our marriage and so so that um, was another thing like you were speaking about about kind yeah. of like being scared of like real things actually showing exactly them. and so exactly so basically we did the show she wrecked our lives put us back together um and we i was telling everyone like oh my god like the best experience of my life like she and then obviously after the two weeks is over it's not like oh now we're fixed like we 
continued therapy. We continued working hard every single day. Um, and she continued to work with us for almost a year. And that oh, wow. n- none of that gets shown at all. Um, so this actually was real in a way. Like this was very not- real. Okay. Very real. Well, that's really refreshing to, to in hear. That mo- that, well, okay, let's see. In Uh-oh. that moment, Uh-oh. it was real. Oh, no. <laughs> so fast forward to January. And I've, I've never really like told this story in full, but basically fast forward to January. We're so excited. We have a premiere party. This is before COVID and it premieres and. Oh no. It is not what I thought it would be. The episode completely ruined the experience for us because for me, because it was like, I, we were doing like intensive therapy and it was like about my dad, about my mom, about my childhood, about traumas that have happened to me and my husband that made us the way we are and it was intense but it was real and it was like both it was my husband crying on camera this man that I've never seen cry in his entire life oh really um yeah and so then it premieres and like the plot is like they spend too much money on takeout food and (laughs) they fight and they are mean to each other and it was just like they didn't show any of the stuff that I thought people would relate to. And it was very surface level and it was very curated, of course. But by the way, that's my, opinion of, that's my opinion of Super Nanny was yeah. I was shocked when you were saying she continued to work because when I yeah. watched, I mean, I haven't watched tons of it, but I've watched the show before and it's like, it's like they put it into a box. Like they're, they're trying to yeah. make uh, content and it, it, to me, read very superficial and almost a little like like wife swap or, or things like right, that. Right, exactly. And I totally agree because, um, like I said, it was like, wow, this changed our lives. And then none of the things that actually changed our lives was shown. And so it was definitely very... And then there was also moments too where I was like, oh my God, like I should have known. Like they had cameras all in every single room of our house. And they told us it was for like security's sake and to protect their team and then to also protect us. Um, and then they had two cameramen and then, you know, the sound guy, whatever that would be in there with Joe. And they told us like, Oh, those cameras don't have sounds. So, like, don't worry about anything. And so like when you're, when we're, when they leave at night and we're sleeping, like the cameras are still there, but I'm thinking like, who cares? Um, so there would be things where they would kind of like push us push us and push us and push us and push us and then they would leave and then one night like we got in a huge argument after they left because they had just pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and trauma and trauma and trauma and push and it was like we were at our like at exploding points and my husband comes in and he starts yelling at me and I'm crying and he's yelling and he calls me the r word on on, we, which we didn't know that it was, this was filming right and okay, got it. which there's no excuse for, like ever for it but this is how my husband was born and raised and taught to speak and our families still speak like this regardless of how many times we correct them um well and, yeah it's like we're the ones that are growing and sometimes our families that we come from have yeah, not no. uh, done that work and grow exactly and so that's hard and so he says this to me and then we're just fighting and whatever. And then the next day she comes in and she was like, is everything okay? And like, and then, so I just start spilling to her because I'm like tattletaling. So I'm like, look what he did to me. Blah, blah, blah. And so like that kind of gets shown uh, or filmed and whatever, but it's like, I didn't know that they had actually seen all of that. That's crazy. And then when the episode comes out, 
they have audio of the entire thing. Oh. Show it all, subtitles, everything. And it was like, oh my God. Like, Did you did you talk to production or or her afterwards and go, that was not what I had expected? No, I didn't say anything. Because they know. Because there's I bet, nothing I, bet I can know. do. Yeah. I bet they're used course. to it too. It's like, they know that they're going to burn some of these families or the families are going to walk away at the yeah. end, but they have a job to do. You know, they got to yeah. get their show. And I, my thing too is like, I was like, I did press for them. And so they flew me out to Beverly Hills to like literally do press with Joe because of the fact that I had a following and I had more followers than her. And it was like, (laughs) and that's, those are their words and in her words. And, and so I kind of, and this was before the episode had premiered. So I kind of thought like, oh, they wouldn't do anything like that to us. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, they care about the paycheck and making money and making a good show that's dramatic and, um, but yeah, it was really hard. The Twitter, the tweets and the, all the things that ensued after the episode aired was so hard. And I was pregnant with Ellis during all of this. Um, I actually like, this is such a side note, but I had HG with her, which is just like intense morning sickness, your entire pregnancy to where you're like in the hospital all the time. So I'm like dealing with like people attacking our family and telling me that we need to beat the shit out of Deuce and that my husband's a piece of shit and that I'm lazy. And all of these things. This feels very Jack. So we sure this isn't Jack's messaging here. This feels very him. Yeah. It might have been. You know what's so funny is like during this, you know, um, what's his name? Vicky's son in law. Oh, Ryan, Ryan. Messaged me and he was like, How do you make that much money from Instagram? Oh like, no, after oh, the oh, Vicky's show. son in law, the military guy. Yeah, no, it was Ryan though. Is oh, okay. His, her I, son I'm... or her son in law? Son-in-law. I was thinking of Tamara's son, who's also named. No, Ryan. no, no. Yeah, it okay, was yeah, yeah. It was right. Wow, so I was he like, messaged. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. And he didn't like follow me or anything. He just oh. sent me that message, and then I was like, oh, like I do. I was like nice because I was. Re- I'll always reply to people, and then he just like never messaged me back, and I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Um. Yeah. So yeah, that all happened, and it was just it was very interesting and such a learning and growth process. Um. And then also. It was, it was a huge growth moment, even watching the show for my husband, because he was like, he didn't even remember that happening. And so he was like, oh my God, like, this is how I look. This is how I talk. This is how I am. And it was like another growth moment for him of like, I don't want to be like that. I always wonder that about the housewives. If they, it feels like they never have growth moments. I'm like, you don't watch your own show. do You <laughs> You know, know what I'm saying? Like, like, I'm like, je- like, I was like, Lisa Barlow or Jen Shaw, are you watching the show? Like, do you see, or even Hannah on this season of Summer House? I'm like, do you see how you're coming off? Like, this is not good. And you don't see like, and Jen Shaw obviously did not seem to be learning anything from it or just not watching it at all. Because I would think that, like you said, some of these could be growth moments on. Right. And they defend themselves through it. Like, because people do like start attacking them on Twitter and which I know sucks, but they're, they just defend themselves. And so I think for me, I was like, I never want to have that ego to where I'm defending horrific things that I've said or um, horrible things I've done. And, and I know for any human being on this planet, if you have a camera and a mic on, think of your lowest moment, your worst moment as a human being, and then that's aired on TV, like it's not fun, but you have to own it. And like Lisa Rinna says, own own it, it, baby. (laughs) You have to own it. And like these girls just defend themselves and, um, it, I really just think it's ego. That's all it is. 
I have so many followers that are young mothers or mothers and I always look at their Instagrams and I'm just like, how the fuck did you do this the last year? Like how, I mean, like it's already boggled my mind how people raise kids anyways, because I'm just like, in general, well, there's, there's so many things that can go wrong. There's like, what parts of you do you want there? And then there, you want to encourage them to have different parts that aren't you like, so how do you, and then I'm sure it's like everything where then just time passes and you're just like, ah, I guess whatever happens, like it scares me. And I always just like, like, I, I feel sometimes bad at like bitching about my life when I'll go to Instagram and then I'll see like, oh my God, they've had to take care of three humans and they haven't even been at school this last year. How did you do it this last year? Um, we ditched zoom and computers and all of that shit that we had to do for school at the end of the school year. And we chose to do homeschooling instead. And that was, that was the easiest thing for us to do because we were both stay at home parents technically, even though I work a full-time job. Um, and so we like chose a curriculum. We couldn't, we could not handle the zoom on like for their school that they went to. Cause it was like back to back to back to back and you can't wear costumes. You have to wear the uniform at home. Doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> you can't have snacks. And I'm like, I have a million kids. Like I can't tell them not to eat snacks when their brothers and sisters are eating snacks and you have to sit. It was just miserable. And I literally think that any parent that's done that this past year is a freaking saint and for real teach me like how to teach me how do you do that um because we just gave up and we're like we're gonna homeschool so we did that and we lived in an apartment we were in a three-bedroom apartment up until november so a few months ago and it it's like this these luxury apartments with this fantastic pool and the state of the art gym and it's just a gorgeous complex and everything shut down (laughs) so we're paying a shit ton of rent for nothing Nothing, like we don't get to use anything we can't even go to the park we can't do anything so we're stuck in this apartment and we were like we cannot do this like we were going crazy honestly going crazy and so the first chance we had to we actually bought out of our lease to be able to get a house Um, we're renting a house in Tempe now And oh my God, it's the same size as our apartment square footage wise. Um, but we have a 10,000 square foot backyard Whoa! and that's all that matters. Like my kids are outside all day long. So like we just send them outside. Um, and that's something that we didn't have for like three years previous when we were living in the apartment. When do you start seeing, uh, by the way, I think by the next, next pandemic, the schools will really have it together, I think. But I, I mean, when do you, I mean, do you, like, I always joke about my dad being a better dad to my nephew than he was to me. Like I've watched him before, like, you know, like walk my nephew across the street and he's like, what do we do before we walk, you know, walk across the street? We look left, we look right. Like, meanwhile, I've been hit by like three different cars because I never knew the left, right trick. And I was watching my dad do this and I was like, holy shit. He's like a really, he's really invested in my, my nephew, which is awesome. But is it like that with multiple kids where you're like on the fourth one, you're like, I'm really getting good at this. Like, this is really easy. This one. Um, I don't know, honestly, like my first two kids were so easy and they still are to this day. And then the like deuce and Bronx, which are my third and fourth are like literal nightmares, (laughs) like not they're cute and they're sweet and they're fun. And I love them, but like, oh my God, like they are made of something different. And so I think for me, it got harder as we went along and, but you do ease up a little, like with 
my oldest, we were like, she, when she was 12 months old, she knew like all the farm animal sounds and all her, she knew the alphabet and she could count to whatever number. And then with my fourth Bronx, she's like two and a half and like, just learned like what a cow says. So, <laughs> and that's all you need. Like, though. The cow thing is yeah. like the majority of life, really. That's like, yeah, exactly. And so, and then my oldest two daughters kind of like teach them everything too. So I'm like, my husband. I told my husband earlier. I was like, "Thank fucking God, Brooklyn can read her books now because I'm so done. I don't really? want to read another book." My God, that's that's the other thing. When I look at kids and they're doing the nighttime stories, I guess if I was like blood blood relation, you know, I could do that. But it just seems like well, can we read like an Us Weekly together? Like, you can you read kids like a gossip column, like Dumois or something? Like That's what's uh, so good now to, that my kids are older. So like we read a chapter a night of like a book that I would read. So like if we're reading like Harry Potter or like like a good book. Yeah. And like, I don't want to read like, guess how much I love you again. Like, I don't <laughs> want to read any more board books. And so, but no, it's fun. Like we have, we, it's fun. When do kids start getting bedtimes? Do they have bedtimes or is it? Yeah, like we do. Yeah. We, so we didn't ever have a schedule ever until Joe came and literally was like, here's your schedule, stick to it. And since that day, like, so that was in 2019, like we've, we have a very like structured schedule of like, we bedtime for the babies are like seven 30 for the older kids, it's eight or eight 30. And then we like eat dinner at a specific time and we do school at a specific time and everything's like very structured. But before like someone literally came into our lives and was like, you have to do this. Like we've struggled with that. So it's hard. But that's cool. Like you get to see actually that evolution on the Instagram, I assume yeah. and things like that. But I, I always remember as a kid, I always thought once like that bedtime was just like, you knew in your head as a kid, you're like, the real life is happening when I go to sleep. Like this is like they're partying the when we go to sleep. Is happening. Yeah, the great <laughs> I didn't even know about this poor if I could go back and tell myself one thing when I was young, I'd be like, ask about grapefruiting. Um, but then you well, I don't I, but then you I, I asked my parents now and they're like, Yeah, we would put all the kids to bed. And then the neighborhood, like they were all the same age and they were in their like 30s and they were all partying in the backyards, like when the kids all went to sleep, and they were oh. telling my dad was like, Yeah, we'd go we'd go teepee uh, this dork that we hated at the end of the street. And I was like, they're high schoolers. Like you were, I was like, Jesus, like, we always thought they were, well, your kids look at you. Like you're the end all you're their hero. You're yeah, like a God or goddess and, and you know everything. And then it's like, I just now look at my parents totally differently where they, you said earlier where you would like, you know, uh, your husband had lived off food stamps or you guys were on at a certain point And, my parents always shielded us from that. They said there was a couple of times they couldn't make uh, the mortgage, but we never knew anything about that. They kept yeah. every, all of that kind of hidden from us, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, as we close up, um, what is your, what is your show to get, a, to get away from the kids or what do you watch? What are you even able to watch? So one show that I'll watch over and over and over and over again is Potomac. Like I, uh, what'd you think of watch- this season? Oh my God. Should I even ask? Monique are, you, are you, are Monique? you, no, t- you tell me first. Well, I, this, I feel like this is, uh, okay. So I can see both sides, but I got to say, I always go and I'm trying to say this in the nicest way. And maybe I'm not even, but I would, I would gravitate towards Monique in, in just because in a way of like, my mom always told me if, if you are constantly mouthing off, be prepared to have something happen to you. You know, right. she was always like, 
And I'm not because like Monique obviously was unhinged. You should never raise. But if somebody's in your face all the time saying, drag me, drag me, drag me, you're eventually going to get dragged. Like, I mean, I just there's no there's mathematically impossible that one day your number will be up and somebody will decide to drag you. It doesn't make it right. But I do think that it should be pointed out. You have a pattern of behavior that seems to upset multiple people and you seem to relish in it, whether it's making fun of Candace's uh, when she's in labor and calling her a roach. Like there's so many. Ashley. Yeah. Oh, Ashley. Sorry. Ashley Darby. Yeah. There's so many. There's so many things like that where I'm like, you seem to relish this behavior and then your ticket got called and then it's a whole, I mean, it is a different ball game when you lay hands on somebody, but where did you think this was going to end up? You know? Right. So my thing is, it's really hard for me to differentiate from Housewives show to real world. Yeah. So when all of this happened, I was very much team Monique and like, like Candace deserved it. Like she's fucking crazy. And then like COVID happens and tweets are sent out and I'm like, Monique, like this girl is like queuing on all the way and See, I didn't know she was a big Q and I didn't, I didn't yeah, know Monique was like she's- sharing conspiracies and talking about vaccines and like all these, all this different stuff. And then I'm just like, okay, wait, does this mean I'm team Candace? <laughs> like, what, but, but you then you become team Candace by default. Like, well, yes, but exactly. see, that, I think reality but, you stars have to admit though, like Candace is very entertaining. Like oh, I mean, very she, entertaining. She's got and the what gift was of the, gab. Yes. I, I love her what, husband. What, Exactly. What would this season have been without her is my no, question. And well, I so just it's think, like, I just, my, my big thing about Monique, if I, if none of the social media was involved, the only thing that I really, I mean, of course I didn't like the, the, the slamming of the head, but at the reunion, Andy made a good point that why did it take a year for her to reach out? Like, why was yeah. it a year, a full year when I was like, if you really were working on yourself, if you really were apologetic, that was the only thing that stuck out to me. It was like, well, it is weird that it is a year later, literally, and you're doing yeah. apology now. Um, but I, I, I just get, and I can't wait for next season of Potomac. I'm sad Monique's not going to be there because I would have loved yeah, to see their making fallout. up. Well, the <laughs> yeah. fallout, or and also the eventual coming together again. Yeah. But um, I, I do get curious of what um what her personality is going to be like this season like is she going yeah, to without... still be very mouthy and very come at me or if she's going to like is there going to be a growth there at all yeah that's going to be very interesting for sure because she definitely got it on twitter and from just like the audience and everything so i hope that candace gives us a little bit of an arc but I'm not, I'm very hopeful. And then part of me kind of hopes she doesn't because it's so entertaining. Well, that's the I thing. just hope is they don't you, beat each other up again. You kind of get trapped in this thing where a lot of fans don't want you to grow because you're so entertaining when you're an asshole. Yeah. Like if you're a villain, if you play the villain role good, we're really getting to a point with like the Bravo discourse where we realize, well, I don't like this person and they're horrible, but they're really, they really make moments happen on the show. You know, and that's what was hard for me too with that whole situation with um Robin and Giselle really holding that hard line of like Green-eyed we're not bandits, gonna be around man. her, yeah. yeah, and like they didn't they wouldn't film with her. Nothing. I didn't understand it's like, that. It's like, how are you going to be on a show with someone that and not film with them? And that's what I don't understand. And I think that's what's great about like Beverly Hills is because no matter what happens, they they're they're at least always filming with each other, besides Lisa Vanderpump, but um. <laughs> 
but they also don't get into the shit that like Potomac in New York and Salt Lake City Hills apparently be, are getting into. Beverly Hills is all surface. It's like the it's the housewives version of Kardashians with a yeah. little bit more drama, even because Kardashians now are like it's mostly filler that show. But Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is like to me, it's like a big budget action blockbuster movie that right. looks glossy. Everybody looks pretty, but and everyone's friends, and it's like you can't be friends and film well, a show like this. See, that's where Rena. Rena was like, Rena really came out. I still will never forgive yeah. Rena for how she treated Denise. <laughs> Not that I know Rena at all, but I really, I took that really personally. I was like, Denise, Denise looked like she was like hit by a boxer. She was like, did not see it coming. And then she was like, I know, she, I mean, she really had that face of like, I know you in real life. Why are you doing this to me? Yeah. Well, same with Sutton. When Lisa came at Sutton at that dinner and she's like, we're friends. Like, why would you think that I would say that about your daughter's event or whatever? And it's just like, dang, but like you have to have someone like Lisa Rinna on a franchise like that or else it's literally just going to be them getting their nails painted and there's going to be no drama at all. What do you think of Scott Disick and Lisa Rinna's uh, daughter, oh Amelia, Amelia Bedelia hooking up? What do you think of that? I It's so cringy because I think about what I would do if my daughter, if my 19 year old daughter was dating someone that was like 60 years old, but not really. Um, <laughs> but it's terrifying. Like, I don't want my daughter, my 19 year old daughter dating someone that has like four kids. Like that's crazy. And so, yeah, it's very cringy. And I think that he has a lot of like issues apparently it's so weird because it's like you would think that this is like a track record and it's like Sophia then Amelia but like Courtney was the first one and it seems like the OG that he like can't get over so but why what age what teenagers? age but what age did him that's and true start hooking up I yeah, think it's like, a rest, it's like that age of when he got with Courtney kind of like is frozen in carbonite and now he's kind of reliving those moments but it's scary because all of these girls are turning into each other and I know the argument for like Amelia would be like I'm an adult I've been in this industry forever but at the same yeah. time you can just see like that age, you're just so impressionable. And you're like, I, you know, she wants, I know she thinks she loves this dude, but like the fact that, I don't know, it's like really complicated. And I was kind of fine with so Sophie uh, Richie because I was like, okay, after a while it was creepy, but then I was like, oh, they seem like they really like each other. And yeah. then once he went to Amelia, I was like, oh, oh, this is like a thing with you, isn't it? Like, this is a thing. It's so weird. And then like bleaching your hair and, and her for tanning and making herself like, legit brown and like all the things that they've been doing like recently i'm just like they need well first of all they need better pr and they need someone to like navigate what they're doing and they need a super nanny they need her literally they need super nanny but the version for dads that date teenagers well uh what do you think about courtney and travis barker I'm obsessed with them. It's so why? bad. They're so boring. I don't I, get why everybody's obsessed. They I, just wear leather together. I love him. They just wear leather. That's all yeah, they do. He wears shirts that say bite me and fuck me backwards and all the things. Uh, dude, That's I, not Courtney. That's so not bo- Courtney. And you guys, it's worth talking about Instagram. Like they'll, they'll, she'll put a post up in a bikini and it'll be like, looking good and everybody will be like oh my god he wrote looking good this isn't like it's the okay, most boring so shit. i'm not like that i'm not like that i think why i like it is because you've seen him so like on the show for years and you've seen their friendship for years and it's like oh my gosh like they really they were like neighbors like it's cute and then they come together and now they're in love and edging and all of that stuff wait what is edging? And what is it edging a sexual term 
Did you you didn't see what she wrote on Poosh? She was like, it was wait, like wait, Poosh like, is a real viral. thing. I thought it was just a, a thing she made up to act like she was working. <laughs> oh they God. they actually do articles on there. Yes. Oh. So this it went viral because she wrote like the the art of edging or something, and like and I love edging, and so everyone's like, what's edging? And you Google it, and it's like, it's when you like get making to the money point off where your sister, you're, where you're gonna orgasm, and then you oh. stop, so you don't orgasm. And everyone's oh. like, that's what you and Travis are doing. Like, that's why you're obsessed with each this is other. Not, like, this is like rich edgy. people shit. This is like, like, we're so rich. Why don't we, why don't we put an obstacle in our course to like stop from like coming? Like that's, that's so You're not dumb. allowed to orgasm anymore. Yeah. Oh it's my like, God. it's so crazy. It's just, and I think, I think the reason why I'm so infatuated by it is because it's so not her. And so it's just very like. And you I know, was, those doofuses are like, oh, that was the best non-orgasm I've ever had, you know? <laughs> Oh my god! What's I with that's the lollipops? So like I want to know what's with the what's lollipops. With the what? What's oh with yeah, the lollipops. lollipops. They have them everywhere. They're on their stories. They're out at fight night, sucking each other's lollipops. Like and I want to know what they, it they, means. I bet there's some kind of special rich people lollipop because you know there's like zero sugar in there, zero carbs. I mean, yeah. I think there's a proven statistic that by the time you're like 30 years old, you'll have spent 10% of your life watching the Kardashians eat out of a plastic salad bowl, you know? That's actually true. <laughs> I mean, that's all I see is just Cordy picking yeah. at a bowl from different, uh, like, uh, yeah. restaurants. Just like, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay. So the final question, what's next? What do you, do you have any plans? Do you, what's coming up on the horizon? How do we support you? Um, I mean, what, what's all, what is all that stuff? So you can support me by following me on Instagram at the Garcia Diaries or listening to our podcast. My husband and I have a podcast and we do confessions. So all the confessions that you might not see on Tuesday, we talk about them on the podcast and my husband reacts to them, which is adds another hilarious (laughs) layer. And we, I always, we always joke that like, a lot, I've seen other people do confessions and they're like, it's judgment free. And it's like, this is not judgment free. Like it's anonymous, but we're going to judge the shit out of you <laughs> and people love it. So we, um, we do confessions. We talk about marriage and pop culture and like all the things. And it's just like, we just shoot the shit. And so that's the Garcia diaries on Apple podcasts and Spotify. And what's next is I don't know. I just want to make a shit ton of money and make my family comfortable. And I want to buy a house. That's what's next. I want to buy a house. I'm tired of renting. I know. That's like, that's like, yeah, it is nice to like start doing, like doing something that you like to do where you're like, I would like to make money at this. I I, I enjoy this. It would be nice to make money at this, you know? Yeah. That's Um, where we're at now. Like I want to, I want my kids to be able to go to college if they want to go to college and not have to take out loans and stuff. And that's honestly, that's when people ask me what's next. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just want to make money. That's what I want to do. <laughs> well, the cool thing about kids, this is like the only, is that like, at least you don't have to worry. Like one of those kids has to take care of you one day. Like, yeah. it's like, like that's what, I don't have that. said this last night. He's like, we have five kids. Like the odds one has are in our to. favor. Yes. One of them is going to be like really smart or really, and really cool like you guys. Or, yeah. Yeah. My brother's a rocket scientist. He makes a fucking shit ton of money. And he's like three years younger than me. And I'm only 26. See, that's what I like. That's the only thing. It's like, I, as I get older, I get scared. I think I want to have to depend on a listener's kid or something <laughs> where like, they've heard me growing up or something. Cause I was like, I, nobody's going to take care of me at this point. You know, you need like a sugar mom or sugar daddy to I, yeah. just like send you money. 
I know. By the way, I, I really, if anybody knows anybody that wants feet picks, I've got size 12s. Uh, they're pretty, they're not, I mean, they're a little banged There's up. But I think for that, like I that. Yeah. I got to get on. I got to do, I got to do the ads like you. I got to do the feet picks. Anyways, that's for another podcast. Bethany Garcia, <laughs> the Garcia diaries. Thank you so much for sharing this time uh, and taking time away from all of your kids. Thank you. Of course. Thank you for taking me away from my kids. Well, you'll have to come I've back. I've enjoyed on. it. <laughs> okay. I will for sure. Thank you so much. Betches.